Welcome back to Sports Beat. Today is August 5th, and this is episode 24 that we are recording in the My Little Falls podcast studio. And as always, I am joined by our producer, Dave Warner. What's going on? Not much. How you doing? We didn't have a tagline. We're going to have to think of it for next week. A, a tagline? Yeah. Well, you know, last week you were the man who would most likely tell people to get off his lawn. And this week I'm the man who would most likely be able to tell people they should be impeached. Ooh, Ooh, there it is. I told you I could come up with something. There we go. There we go. On the fly. Dave Warner, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) There it is. There it is. So starting to wrap up our summer series of getting to know the Mohawk Valley Diamond Dogs, and we're going to take a little twist this week. Today we are going to talk to Vani Patel, who served as staff for the summer while completing an internship. She attended Herkimer College for two years and played softball as well. Now she's at Manhattan College studying management and also continues to play softball. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad. So do us a favor. Tell us a little bit about yourself for people who may not know who you are. Um, so my name is Bonnie Patel. Um, like he said, I did go to Herkimer College, so I am a Mohawk Valley girl. Um, I am not from the area, but my heart is always going to be there. <laughs> I, um, I've always loved playing softball, and I um, was so grateful that Coach Anadio found me and was able to get me out to Herkimer and um even more grateful that he was able to get in touch with Travis Heiser with the diamond dogs and help me get this internship and everything set up for the summer. Nice. And, uh, so you're, where are you originally from? So you went to college here, but where are you, where are you from originally? (laughs) Um, well, I'm from a lot of places. It's kind of funny. <laughs> she doesn't want to say. <laughs> oh, here, here we go. I was um, born in Chicago, Illinois, but when I was young, I moved to Southern California, which is where I grew up. Um, after I graduated high school, my parents decided to move to Denver, Colorado, which is where they live now. And I live in New York City at Manhattan College. So I've nice. kind of been all over the country, all over the place. Um, but I guess now when people ask, I just say I live in Colorado. <laughs> there you go. So you got the East Coast, West Coast kind of thing all checked oh, off. Yeah. So you're good on that. So oh, uh, yeah. do me a favor, talk about your time up on the hills. So I also went to Herkimer. Uh, I graduated there in 2000, I think it was 2013. Um, and you know, you were up there a lot later and more recent than I was. So talk about your time up there. I know you had said in, in uh, in pre-show that you were there for COVID year and got robbed for that. So just talk about your whole time up there. Um, so it's funny that you said you graduated in 2013. That was the year um, Herkimer softball got its first national championship. That so, is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought um, she was going to say that was the year you were born. Nah, no, we're not going to do, gonna do no, that. We're not going to say, that. boy, this boy is really old. <laughs> um, I um, actually was, um, looking to go to a couple different schools. I had some different options and, um, coach Nadio happened to be at the fields I was playing at in Southern California, watching another girl that he was recruiting and, um, a coach that, you know, I was really close to really highly respected, um, was unable to go to that school. Unfortunately, she actually introduced coach Nadio to my family and I, um, you know, he watched me play a couple games. He was really interested and, uh, eventually just, just told me all about the school, the program. And, um, for me personally, I'm a huge program person. Um, you know, when I join a team, it's not just a team for a season, whatever it's to me, it's the four years, you know, leaving the program better than you found it, leaving a legacy or something that you're proud to be leaving. Um, and that's exactly how I feel about Herkimer softball. It's coach Nadio has done such a great job building up that program and not even, you know, helping me become a good softball player to allow me to play from, um, the, 
you know, division three junior college level up to where I'm at now at the NCAA division one level. Um, but not just the softball skills, but even just as a person while being up on the Hill, I feel like coach Nadio and that softball program really helped me grow into a mature adult. Um, just even a better person, you know, he talks a lot about person greater than player. And that's something that I hold really dear to my heart. Um, you know, it, I definitely grew a lot from the girl that I was in high school growing up in Southern California. Um, and, you know, I loved every second of it. And it eventually translated over onto the field where I was fortunate enough to be named a first team All-American as a freshman. Um, and still to this day, you know, seeing my name on the wall just baffles me. But um, it didn't come without hard work, you know, it, and you could ask any Herkimer softball player that, it's ours. It's a lot of work that, and time that we put in um, simply because we love the sport. We love our team and um, even bigger, we love the program. So um, going from that um, and then switching over to Manhattan College, it's a very different level, um, different environment. Also, the city is obviously very different than the Mohawk Valley, but um, just a little bit. You know, yeah. And so um, actually, after the end of my freshman year in our national championship game, I ended up tearing my ACL and was unable to play in our second game, which we unfortunately lost. <laughs> um, so that was, um, you know, with COVID happening this next, this last year, I, that was really my redemption year. And I was really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, for 2020, I was really thinking our team that we had was, was a championship team. You know, I had gotten my surgery, I had gotten cleared, I was ready to go. And then, you know, um, everything kind of just happened so quickly and things got canceled and shut down. And luckily for me, because I had such a great freshman season, I had options and offers to go other places. So, um, I, I wasn't overly stressed about it. Um, but you know, it, it did, it was, um, kind of like a, a knife in the heart, not being able to finish it out the way I had hoped. Um, and I guess I'll always find myself back in the Mohawk Valley just because a little bit of my heart's always going to be there. Yeah, it's always in, in at the very least it's a it's a great place to come and visit, spend a summer as as you've just done. And you know, there there's always something for everybody here, which is something that we've tried to cover in the, you know, the the lifestyle section of our podcast, if you will, because you know, we, we talked about it and and you saw it this year on the on the dogs with you know, everybody says, Oh, well, it's only the Mohawk Valley, it's only Little Falls, it's only Herkimer, it's only Mohawk, you know, whatever else, it's only Herkimer County. But you had players from the dogs this year that ended up being uh, drafted and recruited into Major League Baseball. And, yep. you know, we had some, we covered an Olympic story that somebody with the Olympics had a really strong tie to Syracuse University. And, you know, the, we're small, but we definitely can do some mighty things. And, and and I think you're, you've touched on that as a product of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I know a lot of people, um, when I first told, like had committed to go to Herkimer, a lot of my friends were kind of like, why are you, moving across the country to go play for a junior college. And, you know, I could have really let them get in my head and I could have said, you know what, you're right. Like, I don't want to go to a, a junior college. I don't want to go across the country, but I felt like the program and the school and everything was going to be the best thing for me. And um, I've never regretted it for one second, you know, going to Herkimer and finding um, coach Nadio and Herkimer softball was such a blessing in my life. And it still continues to be a blessing every day. Yeah, PJ's awesome, and you know, I uh, we had a I had a sub in high school um, who came in one time, and she everybody was kind of oh you're only going to Herkimer, it's grade thirteen because you know it's our local community college backyard, and she said something I thought that was true, and it still rings true today. Goes, you know, a lot of people get accepted into Herkimer, but not everybody makes it out, 
And you know, it is a quality school. They have quality athletics. They have quality education. And it's a it's it's not it's not the worst place in the world by far to land to do two years <laughs> and have some fun, play some softball, play some any sport that you play or, or get a degree. So. And uh, so you uh, you play softball and you you did your time in Herkimer. Obviously, it didn't go as even close to expected. And now so this year coming up will be your first year or, or did you play last year? What did that look like with COVID there? Um, so actually last year we did play last year was my junior season. Okay. Um, and we ended up winning the Mac conference and making it to the NCAA tournament. Um, and for Manhattan softball, you know, our, our team was not, you know, one of the highly ranked in the preseason polls. I think we were ranked sixth out of 11 in our conference. Um, but you know, when it came down to it, we, took our protocols really seriously. My team did not get shut down once. I think we were actually the only te- softball team in the conference that did not get shut down once for COVID. Um, we just stayed within ourselves. We were really strict with ourselves, you know, not going out. And it's very tempting where we are. You know, the one train is right next to our school. It's very easy and accessible to get into New York City. And um, my my teammates and I and our coaches, and we just did a, an amazing job staying safe, staying healthy, you know, limiting our contact. and. Um, that didn't go without sacrifice. A lot of our girls, um, you know, weren't able to go visit and go home on the weekends like they wanted to. And and a lot of us missed out on a lot of things. But, you know, when it came down to it, we um, all the all that work and all that um, extra effort and sacrifices we made all paid off um, because we did end up winning the conference championship and um, making it down to the NCAA regional tournament. Um, and we actually got selected. We ended up in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, and just that whole experience was so amazing. Um, and it just, I think the the difference in coming in this year and now we're going to have a little bit even more freedom. Um, you know, we did lose a lot of seniors this last year, but now I'm going to be a senior this year. And um, we have some great freshmen coming in. Um, actually, one of the freshman pitchers we have coming in was the New Jersey Gatorade Player of the Year. Nice. So um, I'm, we're, I'm really looking forward to the season. I think we're going to have a great season. Our head coach last year actually just retired. Um, and so our assistant coach has taken over and, you know, just talking to her. She She's so excited and she's getting me excited. And um, I'm really just looking forward to move in on the 26th and get back to it. There you go. So you're, you're down there and all around doing everything you're doing for your education, playing softball. Um, how did you end up with the dogs for their summer campaign in the position that you did? Did Was it a natural kind of, hey, I'm going to go back to, you know, my second home? Or was there a little bit more to it than that to get you back up here in the in the valley for the summer? Um, so it's actually pretty funny because I was just looking at kind of any type of internship that could get me into the sports management industry. Um, you know, I just had finished my junior year. That's a huge year for building your resumes and stuff. And um I was having some trouble, you know, with COVID, a lot of companies weren't really sure what they were going to be doing. And, um, one of the, another great thing about her commercial was the connections I made. And I reached out to coach Nadio and I said, Hey, like I've been having some trouble getting these internships. Do you have any contacts, um, or local people, you know, that are maybe looking for an intern or could use an extra set of hands, um, in the sports management industry. Um, and he and Travis Heiser actually played baseball together back in the day. So he knows Travis. Um, they're good friends. And he reached out to him for me, talked to him, and lo- asked him what he was kind of looking for. And um, he said he would be more than happy to have me. And so I was so fortunate that, um, you know, Travis basically gave me a phone call. We talked about his expectations and 
what I was looking for and, um, you know, they matched. So it was a great fit for me and I enjoyed every second of it. Obviously, you know, I play softball, so I have a fondness for baseball as well. And, right. um, I even had some of my like really good guy friends playing on the team and it was just such a fun, exciting summer that it felt like it didn't even feel like I was working and I was, but I enjoyed it so much. And I just felt like, you know, this is a dream summer. This could be a dream job for me working with sports teams and in the industry. And, um, you know, I'm hoping now, and even, you know, Travis has even said, you know, if you ever want to come back, you know, you're more than welcome to. And, um, I'm, I know I'll be back up there. I'm hoping at least to a diamond dogs game in a future summer, but um, there you go. It's definitely, and even being able to have something like that on my resume to, to build up and now go into maybe some, you know, my ultimate goal is to hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, be a general manager of either a major league baseball team or a NFL team and solid. Love it. Yeah. And so this, um, this past experience really <laughs> gave me a, a, a really inside look of the things that, you know, I was basically Travis's right hand um, woman and helped him with everything. And so I got to see a lot of the background stuff that goes on to make every single game happen. You know, there's so much that goes into every single game and, um, and even some of the boys didn't even realize how much work went into it. You know, they just think we show up, we play baseball, we leave, but they don't, they, they finally saw, started seeing all the extra things that, um, me and the other interns had to do. And they realized they're like, wow, this is a lot of work. Like you guys put a lot of work into making this happen. Thank you. And I'm like, you know what, this is, this is for you guys. I'm more than happy to do it. And, and you know, just go out and win some ball games. <laughs> right. Uh, while you were here, uh, you know, what were some of the challenges that you had other than mother nature, not cooperating in the damnedest or at least, um, and what were some of the things that you learned over the summer? Obviously you kind of touched on them with the, you know, seeing behind the curtain of the business side of things and whatever else happens is, you know, is a front office, but what were some challenges and what some things did you learn that you think you'll take with you as you move forward in your education and your career after that? Um, I definitely think one of the big things was, being able to think on my toes, you know, there was a lot of times like we had last minute cancellations, last minute fill-ins, a lot of stuff that was happening last minute, quick decisions had to be made thinking on my toes. And, um, you know, I felt like that was something I was really successful at this year, you know, being able to make split decisions, you know, we try to do um, games to keep the fans involved during um, in between innings and stuff. And, you know, sometimes we have to add a game or take out a game or switch something else. We're, we're going to do this instead of this. And, it's making that decision, communicating it to everybody, making sure everyone's on the same page and doing it in like five to 10 minutes. Um, so it, it did get pretty hectic at times, but, um, you know, it's something that I feel I, I do really well in those roles is kind of controlling the chaos um, in a sense. But also just, you know, like um, realizing, you know, like having to have the drinks for the the beer tent delivered and getting the orders in and the invoices in and the payments and everything that else that goes on, like on a day to day basis that nobody really thinks about, Hey, we got to order all these food and drinks for the concession stand. And who's going to do that? How much do we need? How, what's our budget? And um, so many extra questions that have to be asked that a lot of people forget <laughs> about. And, you know, they just show up and they're like, yeah, can I get a hot dog? And there's a lot more that goes into giving somebody that one hot dog than um, I think people realize. And I, I can attest to some of that because my hallway has all of your merchandise in it right now that I have to tag <laughs> because we're setting up a uh, Diamond Dogs 
kind of section of our store, and I'm I'm looking at all of it, going, "Oh my God!" So, oh. <laughs> and Travis was just like, "Here's all the boxes. Here, you you yeah. deal with it." And, and, yeah. And now we're talking to the person that probably ordered it and made sure it was exactly. invoiced and exactly yep, see full circle. So she'll know right what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, so what what uh what other things did you do you think you learned that you wouldn't have known cuz i think you touch on something that's interesting and i mean not really so much for a sports podcast but in terms of like sports management people think oh i'm going to go out and uh i'm going to make sure first second and third base are there home plate is in where it needs to be the pitcher's mound is clear and 90% of the things you just talked about have nothing to do with the actual sport itself. And I, yeah. and, and, and I think that's one of the misconceptions. People are like, oh, I want to, I want to go into sports management so I can be on a team in the front office. Okay. Well, you know, what business side do you have? What, you know, PR side do you have? What, was there anything else that you saw that was maybe outside the business, but not connected directly to, you know, baseball itself? Um, you know, there's a lot of things. And I think that um, it was even more, I guess one of the biggest things for me was sharing all that with the guys. Um, you know, obviously you and I had been in contact about getting some of the guys interviewed and um, just in touch. And um, a lot of the guys didn't realize they're like, oh, like, I, I didn't realize this was something I'd have to be doing. And I'm like, well, like, you see major league baseball players, they have press conferences all the time. Like, that's something you got to be prepared to do. And um, I just, you know, it it really I think to me I barely even it was very rare if I was able to actually sit down and and watch the game you know and most of the time I was running from here to there bringing this person that um like I said a lot of it is kind of last minute running around type of things but um for the business side of it I think definitely you know thinking about you know ticket sales and income and you know, how do we make a profit? Um, you know, we talked about we didn't give out a lot of free tickets this year. Um, and we kind of saw that affect our um, our like numbers of fans in our stands. So, you know what? We were like, you know what? We want people in their stands. We want to bring them in. So what I would start doing, you know, people who stay for the, the whole game around the seventh inning, eighth inning, I go. I was going around to all the people left in the stands and just passing out free tickets to a, a game the prior or the next week or, you know, the next couple of days or next home game. And people started showing up more. And then we ended up seeing, you know, more sales of concessions, more sales at the beer stand. And, you know, you, you're, you're not going to make money if there's no people there. Right. So, right. you know, we kind of think, do we sacrifice ticket sales versus this other stuff? And, you know, I think it ended up working out for us in the end because, you know, even if people don't, you know, buy anything at the concessions or at the beer tent, you know, they have a good time and they enjoy their time at the games. And that's that's our ultimate goal is that people's experience at Veterans Memorial Park is memorable. You know, they want to come back next summer. They they love the Diamond Dogs, They're trying to build that fan base. Um, and I think this year we really saw that we saw I saw a lot of the same people, you know, coming to all of our games and supporting the Diamond Dogs. And even when I saw someone new. Um, I would try to get them to come back for more games and it was, I was successful with it. Um, but I think a big part of it also is building those relationships with people. Um, yep. I would go into the stands, talk to fans while I'm selling 50, 50 tickets and, you know, just talk to them. How they like in the game? Where are you from? Am I going to see you next week? Stuff like that. Um, making them feel special is really, I think fan engagement was a big thing for me. Um, I didn't realize, I guess, 
how involved with it I would be, um, but I loved doing it. Um, I loved building relationships with even just the local families, little leagues, um, sponsors, things like that. You know, Travis kind of had me dip my toes into a little bit of everything, and I enjoyed the the entire experience. Nice. I think we need her back next year. I was no going to say, what, you know, what, what I, I the, just now she just that I'm going to make Travis listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> and and one of the things that we're hoping to do in, in this kind of summer series kind of happened is more of a whim because, you know, around here in the, in the Valley, there's not much going on in terms of sports. And we started a sports podcast here doing this in like March of last year, February of last year. So it, it got to the summer point and we're like, oh, God, what are we going to do? But in moving forward next year, it definitely would be a great if if you did come back or relay your information to whoever's next because we want to build on that but yeah there's there's definitely more to it and you know the fans show up and they figure okay i want a hot dog the hot dog's there they don't think about everything that goes in the behind the scenes to make it you know there you want to you want the beer and the popcorn what it what it really takes to be to make a sports team go it's not just putting players on the field it's everything that happens behind and both of those in a lot of cases are equal and i think you you highlighted that pretty well and and she also now we know why Travis pulls his hair out. Right, just, just listening to what she said. Yeah, it makes it gives me stress listening to what she's saying. So I was too. No wonder he's a basket case. <laughs> uh, Anything else you uh, that we didn't cover that you wanna that you wanna talk about or touch on? Um, I don't think so. I, just, I did want to say thank you so much. You know, the boys. Um, it was definitely a good experience for them. The the few of them that were able to get on the show. Um. I think that was a really cool experience for them to um, just, you know, feel kind of special. I, I tried to really pick players that were kind of, you know, if certain players were hot at a certain time, had a great game. I know I had, um, I think, Joey, yep. who had just thrown a no-hitter, which was huge for us. Um, oh, you had him on just it was, it was two, the, days two days before, before he threw it. Yeah. And it was like, I oh, was just on the show. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But I mean, just for them to, you know, and that's how it is. You know, you, you do really well or maybe you have a rough game and then reporters want to know why reporters want to yep. ask you those questions at those press conferences and you have to be ready to go. So I think um, even for me, just helping the guys get closer to their dreams, you know, obviously um, there is no women baseball players in the major league. But um, for me, it's it's a really great opportunity now that I'm seeing women break that glass ceiling and those barriers and get more involved in the sports world. So it gives, you know, a, a young woman like me some hope that I can follow my dreams and stay around sports that I love and, you know, keep, keep being happy with what I'm doing. <laughs> well, hopefully if you need an internship next year, you don't have to go too far and your first and only call will be directly to Travis. And then we can, uh, <laughs> we can make sure we expand on this. So, cause I, I know we've talked about it here, so it would be great to have you, but either way we, uh, we appreciate all that you've done. I appreciate the fact that you were able to get me uh, players because I, 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 I had originally got a hold of Travis through email, and then Dave was like, yeah, he's probably not going to check his email. They're in season now. You should probably just text him. So I texted him like the morning before of a show, and then he's like, yeah, just ask you. So that, that was pretty much it for the rest of the summer was coming to you to get a, get a player on to do our summer series. So we, we definitely appreciate that and the relationship that we were able to to, you know, foster and everything like that. And, and we were happy to at least have you on to talk about your experience too, because, you know, there's a lot more that goes into sports than just what you see on a field. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I loved being on and I'm, I'm more than happy to help whenever I can. And, you know, Travis said, he's like, you, you, even if you don't come back, you can still, 
you know, have the the Instagram post if you see stuff, you know. So I'm nice. I'm always going to be involved with the Diamond Dogs um, here and there. Um, maybe not as much as I would like to be, but I'll, I'll always be around. <laughs> well, Vani, thank you very much. Uh, good luck in school this year and with your softball uh, team. Hopefully, getting back to normal and entirely with a full season and, and another MAC championship to get into the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Nice. Yeah. See, and, and that yeah. see, that's the things that you you know you don't you don't really think about sometimes is is the the behind the scenes thing. Like you go up to you walk in, okay, here's my ticket. Well, what did it take to get that ticket in your hand from the time it leaves them as an idea to the printer to out there? You go to the concession stand, hot dog and a drink. What's it take to get there? I know. I didn't even you know thinking about it. I didn't even realize I I saw her there, but I didn't realize the times that I didn't see her she was working her butt off right you know it's like oh okay yeah well that that was cool I, that was and like i said she had been great with the getting us on the players and the reason that you guys were all able to hear some of the players over the summer i think the four the three or four of them that we were able to get was because she was the one that put him in contact and able to get him here so yeah we appreciate that so we're gonna jump into a commercial break here right quick and we're gonna come back for some uh for some interesting takes in the press box this week so we'll be right back Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned business the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Stop by today at mybunfalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And we're back for the press box. So we got a couple interesting takes, and one of these is going to hit close to home because we're going to talk about your Texas Longhorns a little bit. So, no. so be prepared. All right, I'll be I'll be ready. It's not going to it's not going to be as good as the TikTok <sighs> though, but that's okay. You know. So uh, continuing and finishing up with the Mohawk Valley Diamond Dogs, they played uh, last week in Auburn for what would be their final game of the season. It was a must-win situation for a home home series, and the dogs came up short. Then the following night, Mother Nature put the final nail in the coffin for what was supposed to be the final game of the season because, of course, you know, the rain really had to screw us over one more time. So the dogs did not make postseason play. They were falling short. I think it was final. They were a game and a half game out of the wild. Back, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the postseason. I was depressed. Yeah. I watched that game in Auburn. They were streaming it from down there. Yep. I, was like, oh. I caught I caught the end of it because yeah. I, I had a couple other things. I got there for the right after we left here because they were there and I, I made a stop on the way home and I got there and it was the bottom end of the game and it was over. Yeah. yeah they just and, and they it looked like they started to rally a little bit towards the end, but it was it was too little too late. They couldn't yep. get enough hot bats out there and what a unfortunate way to end. And then especially for the home crowd that was, you know, all the fans, the sponsors, yep. the, the families yep. and everything, they were really trying to do that final game, but Mother Nature. I know. That, it's, it, that was a horrible season, yeah. weather-wise. I mean, really horrible. The worst I can 
remember yeah. of it. I, I, and I was telling a couple of friends, you know, we didn't really have a summer this year. We had it. We had no. a, We had an English fall. I mean, realistically, because yeah. 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 it, it rained, it rained, it rained. And then on the nice days you're working. So yeah. what the hell? No, it, it, it was bad. Yeah. And, and uh, good news is, is Travis did put out a post. I assume it was Travis and the team. They put out a press release that was on their Facebook talking about, you know, they thanked everybody and sponsors and, and we were very fortunate with the relationship that we were able to build mostly because of, you know, Dave, your involvement and everything and the connections that you have to Travis. Um, but next year, we're definitely going to do a little bit more now that we have some kind of blueprint to work off of where we'll get some more events out there and, and see what we can do. Got a lot of time to practice and, you know, figure out what we can do when we got a year to plan it out. It's not just like, oh, the summer is going to be the summer. And you know, even off season, we could get Lou on. Yeah. He is a sports nut. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Hey, and Diamond Dogs are right next door, and there is no off season. It's just the yeah, looking Travis forward. Is, he's already started. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Like, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, Nick Saban just won the national championship. What's he going to do? He's going to recruit on Sunday after he celebrates on a Saturday." <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, jumping over to Major League Baseball in the AL East, stop the presses, folks. Evil Boston is no longer in first place this week. The slide has started. The Rays are now in first place. Boston sits in second place with one game back. Take that, Zach. If you're listening, take that. We're very happy to see Boston out of first place. Yankees continue to hold third place and picked up some ground. They are now sitting six games back. The Blue Jays are seven games out. And the Orioles got a little closer to being relevant this week. Last week, they were 27 games out of first place. And now they're only 26 games out of first place. So that's a moral victory for them, I'm sure. We don't need to talk about the... uh, the uh, mercy rule because it's no longer needed. It's only 26 games. Nope. Jesus Christ. No, I think it should be at 25. <laughs> yeah, Anybody after that, you don't talk about. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, over in the NL East, the Mets continue to hold their first place spot yet again. The Phillies are out a uh, game and a half. Atlanta's out two and a half. Nationals are back seven and a half. And Miami is back ten and a half. So that's uh, Mets looking good and crazy. Some of the crazy trades, Chicago traded the whole friggin' team. Like what the hell are they? They don't know what the hell they're doing. It looks like the Miami dolphins of old. And then just weird, weird, weird crap. Do you know what's weird about sports today? The, a lot of things, but what? No loyalty. True. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, the guys stayed there for years and, and you got used to these names and yep. they were always there, always part of the Yankees, for instance. And it's like, now you don't know from one minute to the next. No, and no matter the sport, hockey or baseball, yeah, football, whatever. My contract is up. Who's going to pay me more? I'm glad. And you know, like, not even not even before your contract's up. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. Like, I still give it up to the Steelers that they they tell you we're not going to negotiate a new contract with you until you're in the final year of your contract. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah, why am I renegotiating a contract that you're already under contract? And right. then if you don't, you're I'm going to sit. Shut up. Go play. It's yeah. yeah. Quick NFL as they. Uh, the Buffalo Bills here locally were talking about, um, and I saw the story just coming in that they want to move down to your uh, your little area in Texas. I, I've got to guess. <laughs> listen, uh, one of the podcasts I listen to, I, I'm, I'm a huge Levitard fan. I love everything they're doing over down in Metal Arc. I don't know if I can say that, but I just did, and I, I think it's cool. They told ESPN to f off, and they got fifty million dollars <laughs> from DraftKings to go do it, and that's just awesome. But they have David Sampson, who used to be a exec with the Miami uh, or Tampa Bay, I think he was at, and. Uh, he was talking about how all these teams that are going for sports rights for stadiums are always going for the taxpayer money. And Terry Pagula's uh, family bought the bills and now they need a new stadium. And he's like, well, if, if Buffalo's not going to Buffalo and I think New York was mentioned too, aren't going to give us anything. We're just going to leave. 
Like, really? <laughs> yeah, but it's 1.1 billion. He probably doesn't have it hanging in his pocket, no matter how no, much. No, like, got. and and I'm 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 sometimes ashamed and sometimes not to admit that I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. But you know, I give it up to Jerry Jones with the way he did his stadium. I didn't know that about you. Really? Yeah, I'm a Dallas. Are you really? I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Oh hell, we can do some fanboy. There we go. Shit. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like 4.4 million or whatever the hell or billion with the AT and T stadium, and it's already paid for. Because it was mostly private. I'm sure there was some tax money because th- there's always right. tax there's money always involved. always tax money, yeah. But like it was paid off in, in no time. And now he owns the damn place and they have the country music awards there every year. That's you know, what it should be. Well, I think the deal would be, just let's just say that, that maybe, the, maybe that happens, right? Right, right. If you look at the teams and the things that are down there now mm-hmm. from, you know, the formula racing yeah. to uh, the new soccer team down there. Those teams are mass, and those events are massively successful already. And even hockey is down there now. Yep. So uh, I asked my son because he's a massive sports fan of yep. anything. He's going. He said, "Dad, those soccer games down there are freaking unreal. The fan noise behind the net starts at the beginning and goes the entire game." He said, "I don't think I could last that long. They're crazy down there." Yeah. Uh, but, and he sent me video after video, but I, I think that if they even contemplated it for a minute and they were going to go to a city, I think they would be successful there. I think they would as well. And, uh, and, and but I have to, looking at the realistic, it's, it's gotta be the shell across the bow to get Buffalo to give them more than what they're well, currently that's what they're, offering. Initially, and that's they're, yeah. yeah. Initially they're using it for leverage. Yeah. We're going to leave. I came up with a unique idea that I'm sure you'll jump right on with all the problems the Sabres are having. I just said that both ought to go to Austin. <laughs> You tell that one to Scott. <laughs> I you, did. I'm repeating it for your Oh, show. God. How, how bad did he just like? Oh, well, was he, great. Well, I mean, they're it. already a dump. The, the Sabres are already a dumpster fire anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, but that it might change if they moved. So yeah. there was that. But I, 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 I hope, and I'm not, I say this not as a Bills fan. I have family members who are Bills fans. I hope they don't move. I hope it's just the bullshit shell across the bow and everything because that yeah. would, it, it, Buffalo would cease to exist as, as relevant. As a city. No, I, I like the Bills, yeah. but uh, moving wouldn't be the best thing, but uh, you know what? Hey. And you get rid of all, I mean, the one of the reasons that the Bills are the Bills now is because of the fan base that they have in right. Western and upstate and central New York. Yeah. And there are people that drive all over the place to go to all these games. Some of these, the, you're not going to be able to replicate that fan base. They're not going to go with you. You'd have to start over. And they're one of the major driving forces of the Bills. And for all the fans that are out there, I, I would hate for them to actually yeah. move and but I will tell you that soccer team came in and that stadium is full every game from day one. Yeah. So it's... They've got a model to work with. Yeah. Yeah. The NBA offseason started with a huge bang. Uh, day one, the floodgates opened and the news just never stopped. All uh, there's, there's tons of news and this is just a little bit of it. Kemba Walker's going to the Knicks. I'm a Knicks fan, so that makes me a little bit happy. The Knicks extended Randall's contract, and now he's getting paid $117 million. I'd like like 1% of that for mentioning your name. The Lakers picked up Carmelo Anthony on a one-year free agency uh, contract price. And ESPN Adrian Wojnarowski says that there is plenty more to go, and it's just all over. I know Chris Paul, I think, signed with the Suns. He's going to stay there. A little bit of loyalty there. I still was hoping he would get his... uh, Get his trophy. Kid deserves it. I mean, he's worked his ass off. All the stuff with the players and association and just unfortunate that they lost. But, you know, it's off season. Chips are moving. Yep. 
Jumping over to Formula One, they were in Budapest for the Hungarian Grand Prix this week. Rain started to make everything interesting right out of the gate. There was a huge crash. Oh, my iPad decided to do funny things. So there was a huge crash uh, by Mercedes driver Valtteri Bodis, and many were taken out in that crash. It was absolutely nuts. And it was the first friggin' turn. They, they launched off the line. They get to turn pretty much turn one and like 12 cars. Mm-hmm. It was it was unreal. Um, the wreck included then points leader and Red Bull driver Max Verstappen. So, and because of that, he was not able to finish. I, it was either in the points or enough over Lewis Hamilton. So he is now in second place and they're in their now summer break. After a red flag to clean up the track, which was an absolute disaster and some pit drama, tire changes, that led to a restart seeing only Lewis Hamilton on the line. Everybody else took the pit to swap out tires. But that was the wrong move for Hamilton because the track was already drying. Uh, that mistake at the time put him at the end of the pack off the next circuit when they got everybody off the pit. The race went on and saw Esteban Ocon take his first victory in his career. Sebastian Vettel finished second and Lewis Hamilton picked up third. But the drama wasn't over there. Even if the race was... Sebastian Vettel finished second, but there was not enough fuel left in his car for a post-race check that was called for by the race stewards. The team had their second place win pulled. The decision to appeal is still on the table, and they're looking at all the data and metrics to see if that would be profitable for them. Um, However, the win has been given to Hamilton until the appeal can be decided. Formula One now heads into a summer break, so it gives the team a little bit of time to figure out what they're going to do. And I, I read the rules, and, and Ray Biggs and I, he had posted some stuff on there. Crazy friggin' rules. If they see you run out of gas or they tell you to shut down or you know save gas or whatever and you walk back, the stewards, after the race is over, can call to see, and you have to have a liter of fuel in your uh, car after the race is over to be tested to make sure that your fuel compound is the fuel compound that's approved. Ah, uh, I see. So it just one of those. Sense. Yeah, I, I get it. But I mean, I think, you know, like NASCAR where you, you run and you if you run out of gas, you, yeah, literally. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of NASCAR, NASCAR is in Watkins Glen this week. One of the last road courses left in the uh, season and uh, one of the last races left in, in pretty much the overall regular season anyway. Um, we'll have to talk to Kyle Stevens, who I believe he said he was going to be at the game and hope everybody's out there has a good time. And hopefully mother nature doesn't screw that up too, because she screwed up a lot of things this summer. So, uh, jumping to the Olympics, we've got a current medal count. United States has 91 medals, but 29 of them are gold. China has 74, but 34 of them are gold. And the Russian Olympic committee, because Russia was banned. So now they have a separate, but you know. They're also Russian Olympic Committee. It's weird how that all worked out. 58, but only 16 gold. Simone Biles dominated the headlines again over the week when it was announced that she would compete in the final event, which was the balance beam. She took bronze in the event, adding to her personal medal count. She had previously withdrawn, and we talked about that last week, and the team did very well in her absence, adding three gold and uh, two gold, one silver, one bronze. Biles was there in the support of her team for Jade Carey, Suni Lee, Micaeus, and Michaela Skinnerd, And obviously she took the medal for herself. Cool story. Talked about how her aunt had uh, also passed away unexpectedly. And, you know, everybody's like, I want to be famous. I don't even want an iota of the pressure that they have to deal yeah, with. It, it blows yeah. It blows my mind. I, I, I'd buckle under what I have to deal with anyway. So 
I deal with that every day. Yeah? yeah. Well, that's because you're the famous one here, right? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. I'm the pretty face. He's the famous one. So it's okay. Ah, All right. there face we go. check. Wow. Here we go. Wow. Face check. Ah. <laughs> hey, the camera didn't break that time. We're doing no, good. No, it didn't. Yeah. yeah. The United States women's team uh, last week beat the Netherlands 4-2 in penalty kicks. Uh, their next game, they uh, played Canada and they lost 1-0. Fast forward to the bronze medal match, which happened this morning against Australia. Team USA took the victory and got the bronze medal, and I believe the team is already on their way home. I was driving home earlier this morning, and so I had the game going on in my car. I will say um, they played what seems to be a pretty good match against Australia, but if they play the same way they played in this Olympics in the next World Cup, we're screwed. So they need a lot of changes. And I know, you know, this is the swan song for some of them. Carly Lloyd not expected to come back. Questions whether Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe are going to be there because, you know, they're 30. So for an athlete, you might as well go into the nursing home kind of thing. Alex Morgan <laughs> just had a kid. Um, so, you know, she talking about the mom life and everything like that. And some of the younger players, you know, Rose LaValle, she'll obviously be there. But it's going to be very, they really need to retool the team. They've got the defense, but they don't have the offense. And when the defense starts breaking down and they're running, it shuts down. And they need they need some changes. I'm still on the idea that you were driving home this morning. Yeah. And so was that after the no, bars all night? No, or? absolutely. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. I don't drink, but I was at the bars all night. No, I had That's to go. I, I left my. <laughs> I had I had to go back because I, I left my wallet out at a, a Syracuse yesterday for a hearing. So I went out and picked that back up because I got the call and I, I was going to watch the game and I saw that I had a missing phone call. So I went out and got that. So fun, you know, life. And I figured, you know, I need it. I'm going to have to go get it. Why not do it now and listen to game on the way? So United States men's soccer, while not in the Olympics, picked up a CONFACAF Gold Cup beating Mexico this week. Great game. Nobody ever expected the men to be in the finals, let alone uh, or pick up the win, let alone be in the finals, but they did. And uh, Mexico and the United States in this region of the world are pretty good rivals when it's soccer. I've gone to a couple uh, invites, and uh, it gets pretty rowdy. We went to, I think it was Philadelphia. I think we went to the, the Eagles Stadium to watch a game one time. Maybe it was Red Bull Stadium. I forget which one it was. And it was Mexico versus the United States. It was crazy. Wow. Crazy. Like, 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 like just absolutely insane. Yeah. Soccer so, is crazy. Just like I said. Well, yeah. that's, that's yeah. true. So, uh, over in uh, summer basketball, uh, Bayheim's army picked up the win for the million dollar summer basketball championship over team 23. The it, great last shot took a three pointer, drilled it game over. Um, congrats to the whole team. I know it was on ESPN. Um, a lot of Syracuse uh, fans, myself included, watched some of that for this season. Definitely watched the championship games. So, what you've been waiting for the the big news? So, college football. It is college football season. That makes me happy. I like college football more than NFL and most of the other sports. So right here, Longhorns. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So big news in the Big Ten and seeing the uh, future flash before its eyes. Oklahoma and Texas have formally asked to join the SEC. The Big Ten fired back because somehow it was ESPN's fault, and so they fired a cease and desist, saying that the company was interfering with operations and trying to destabilize the conference. The funny part about that is, is they're the one that subsidized the conference and put it on TV. So you're literally biting the hand that feeds you. Not a good model to do in anything that you do ever, but okay. That made most people in and around sports laugh, myself included. This drama will continue to unfold this season, I'm sure. Big money in the TV contracts, and we'll see how rich they want to be. The thing I can't understand is, and I, and I said this to you in, in pre-show, is Oklahoma and Texas are powerhouses in the conference they're currently in. Oklahoma's been in the Final Four a handful of times. Texas Longhorns have the uh, the 
the Longhorn Network, and they rake in the cash from that. They're not as relevant as Oklahoma in terms of rankings, but they've definitely had bowl wins, good season, and they're one of the historic programs. So if they jump into the SEC, I'm, I'm going to say that they're probably going to sink pretty quickly because you've got powers that are already there and established in the conference like Alabama, Auburn, Florida State, and newly to the, the mix, Texas A&M. They're going to be dwarfed out pretty quick. Many players and fans reacting to the news who aren't over the moon about it, saying that not being in the SEC is a draw for many of them and some of the shine for the players they otherwise aren't going to get in that school being in the SEC is the reason they went to another conference and playing in that area of the country. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes down over the next coming years. However, you know, if Oklahoma or Texas want to leave, there's a huge price tag leaving early. They're saying it's as high as like a billion dollars with the contract stuff, unless they grind it out till 2025. Right. Well, I, I know one thing, there's no such thing as college football without Aggies and Longhorns playing together. Right. So, We've been missing that. Yeah. That, I mean, just saying. Auburn and Alabama is one thing, but, the, you know, that's for the casual observer. I'm sure if you put them and they play, it's going to be, uh, yeah. it's going to be, see, you know, what, what's going to win the money? Are they going to go with the super conference? Is the NCAA going to get dwarfed out? Now we're talking about paying players. How's that going to work? This whole thing couldn't have happened at a worse time in some regard and better time in another. So, yeah. It's all about the money. Don't worry about it. Well, is the, you know, that is king. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to end this week with some shocking news out of Syracuse University. It was reported uh, by us here that there was a mass exodus of the women's basketball program back in the wintertime when our show was still relatively new. Um, At that time, all was quiet and nothing really seemed to point to a true reason. Players were saying that they were just leaving, that there was a difference in culture that needed to be happening there, and they didn't like that, the culture that was at Syracuse, and the everything is fine routine was rolled out from there by Syracuse administration. Well, the other shoe didn't just drop for Governor Cuomo this week. It came out that uh, Coach Quinton Hillsman has resigned the head coaching post for the Syracuse women, uh, and according and that was according to the Cuse athletic director, John Wildback. There is also a current independent firm doing a review of possible inappropriate behavior by Hillsman. Reported by CNY Central that, and I'm quoting here, complaints allege Hillsman would frequently use inappropriate language, regularly threaten players, make players uncomfortable by kissing them on the forehead, hired an assistant who has been accused of sexual harassment that made both players and managers uncomfortable and refused to give players water breaks after periods of running. It also went on to claim that two people witnessed Coach Hillsman put his arm around players from behind and place his hand, quote, near the player's pelvic region, end quote. To date, 11 players from last year's women's basketball team are already in the transfer portal, and there has been as many as 20 who have transferred and left the program since 2018. Wild uh, Wildback has said the interim for the team will be announced soon. Crazy. And, and you know, we where there was smoke, there was fire, but I, I'll say, you know, talking with people that I know at Syracuse, some of the people that are on their student government that I still have, you know, some connections to, nothing. Quiet, buried, like literally buried the lead. Wow. And then this all blew up this past week, so... Yeah. You know, it, you're a coach, you got to hold yourself to a higher standard and, you know, understand where you are and the time that you're in. And, and I guess don't be a pile of crap. Well, now you can't even touch anybody for any reason. Right. It, but, you know, and, and to have 20 players in the last two years leave. Yeah. Well, that shows there was something more. Yeah. But I'm saying that, you know, when you listen to it on the surface, kissing somebody's forehead or 
putting your hand on their back is okay. <laughs> Going down too far is, yeah. is a problem, but yeah, it's just, but now it's going to be anything. Yeah. And so. You know, Syracuse hired. It's going to be interesting to see what that report is going to show. But obviously, he's not going to be helming that uh, that sports team anymore. He's done, and the AD will be naming an interim here in the next couple of weeks. And they're the preseason for them. You know, yeah, students are reporting back in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, crazy. Yep, not just in Albany. Nope, nope. So, uh, coaches and staff, please remember to include us in your sports reporting, especially as we start to get into the fall um, sports cycles. And you can email us at sportsbeat at mylittlefalls.com. For updates and highlights throughout the week, find us on Facebook at Sportsbeat with Rob Drum. For all your local news, sports, and our podcast home, find us at mylittlefalls.com. For Rob Drum here with Dave Warner, we'll talk to you next week.